welcome to is this show still on i mean i don't know we didn't get canceled <laughs> did you see what i just posted no oh okay no what she post the clipper about jamie herrera butler oh really <laughs> dude you know you can get canceled for having an opinion right <laughs> i mean that's what i hear <laughs> hello and welcome to this week's episode of say what you mean i'm jeff jake <sighs> oh jeez, dude, are you all right over there, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Um, getting attacked by my own equipment. So, yeah, dude, just been feeling down. Not really sure why we were talking about this a minute ago, but can't really pinpoint it. And it's it's like, how am I back here again? Because I was feeling good for a little bit, but was I really, or was I faking it till I made it? Mm. I don't know what it is though. Like that's why I've been wanting to like. You know, I told you I would seek out more, more time with my friends and stuff and people that I really, that really mean a lot to me to, Definitely. to, I don't know. Cause it, it does, it, that's, that's, that does make me feel better. Right. Or, or whenever I'm feeling bummed out or whatever. And yeah, that's why I've been asking to play call of duty so much with you. Cause gotcha. one, we've been smashing, but two, it's like, I feel like, like I said yesterday, we're really working well together, and when we do that, it feels fun. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're like we're bonding, like camaraderie, right? We're like doing this together as a team, and that's how I that's how I that's my fills my love bank, right? For sure. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe uh, the reality of my knee is hitting. I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause I'm thinking about like, well, I won't be playing basketball, and I'll have to do PT and all that stuff, right? And I know that's all coming. But maybe there is an underlying the underlying issue of not being able to have that camaraderie in basketball for a little bit. Sure. That's looming. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Diagnose me, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know. You just mean you've it, it makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. You've got a lot you've had a lot you going on. You do have a lot going on. Yeah. So I mean it's it's been a lot. Everything has been going on in your life. It's I mean, all been a lot. It's too much, Jake. It's too much. Uh, I also think it's a little bit of a, a midlife crisis, maybe. And I said that to you <laughs> off mic, but I wasn't joking. Like, I'm not going to go buy a motorcycle or something, but I probably should. Um, no, please don't do that. <laughs> um, no, it's just I I think that I keep getting faced. I don't know why, but, dude, I'm like, I'm going to be 36, right? That's almost 40, dude. And that's basically dead. It's not almost 40. It's almost 40 and basically dead. But that's how dramatic I feel. Mm. Even even though I say it jokingly, mm-hmm. I feel that dramatic about it. Sure. And I don't know why. Because when people bitch about their age, I'm like, oh, get over it. Mm-hmm. Wah. You know? But now I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Somebody was like, I don't remember what they said. They said something about like, oh, 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 at work. They were like, you know, Avatar was like, that came out like 12, 13 years ago. And I was like, What? That long ago? I'm going to die soon. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if that was 12 years ago, 13 years ago? Mm -hmm. Oh, dude. I just, I think I'm just facing, I'm I'm just thinking so much about my own mortality. Hmm. I don't know why. But that's why I sent you questions today about the meaning of life, and, and we'll get into those. But I don't know. I think it's, it's. I think I'm getting bummed out about how long I have left, potentially. Hmm. Is that weird? I mean, no. I mean, it's not. Okay. Isn't is it weird? No. If you're, that's how you're feeling. It's not weird. It's weird, Jake. It's weird. I mean, I don't. I think. I mean, I think we all go through those periods. Do we? 
Oh yeah. I mean, I've I've been like when I hit thirty, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I that's never, what I'm saying. When you're twenty, you never think you're gonna see thirty. Yeah. When you're in high school, you never you never think of your life outside of high school. So I mean, it's old. I think it's. I don't know if I have any joy. <laughs> God, that's so sad. Well, I mean, if that's true, then you should. You try to find. I mean, try to find things. I am trying. I wrote something today and I posted it. Did you see it? On, on Instagram. No, I, I, put no, it on I haven't. Been, I was actually really busy. I worked oh, no I'll worries. check it out. Though. No worries. So I wrote. I oh, wrote, oh, I did see that. The thing that you posted about staring into the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you. I thought that was just like a copy and paste for somewhere. You no. actually wrote that. Yeah. Oh, cool. So like, I've been encouraged to write more. Mm. So. Every time I'm, I've been in an emo stage, right? Throughout my life, mm-hmm. in a band, and oh, I'm emo. She broke my heart. I'm gonna write a song about it. It always made me feel better, right? To yeah. then perform it. So then, I was just thinking about like, what am I missing right now? What do I need? And it is there is an element of nature to to what is missing. I think like I'm never outside, and I don't get to to. I haven't gone camping yet, right? And mm-hmm. I haven't done any of that. And I think that that is playing into kind of how I'm feeling because, you know, there is something that for me being out camping, relaxing. Looking around, looking at nature, looking at the stars, being away from the city and being away from work and worries, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that might be also part of it, um, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, this is your first, like, this is your first year being pretty much completely done with school. I think that's a lot of it, too. I mean, I was talking about I was this with, about that with today. my therapist, and she was like, um, you know, we're talking about, like, being down and stuff like that and like and she was like well one of the things that like it seems like when you're doing really well is when you have things that like Mm. bring you like awe right like awe inspiring moments yes and for me when i'm on my hikes like i get to a good view and like right that like that's like something that gives you like an existential feeling something that attached like something that attaches you to something that's bigger than yourself okay yes and i think i, think, I get that when i go camping and i and think stuff. school gave that to us as well mm. because when you're like making those you're reading some new material and yeah. you're able to make that big connection for what like you're trying to make an argument right yeah. in your paper and you find that piece of evidence that like makes everything click together yes or you make you're reading something and you connect it to something else that you read and it makes something just snap in your brain and it just I don't know. It's almost like kind of like that matrix thing where like all the numbers and everything start flowing together and you like come to that realization. Um, When he stops the bullets, dude, (laughs) when he realizes he's the one, Mm -hmm. that moment of just like, yeah, but the the whole room digitally. And it's like that awe inspiring, like, because you're almost like in awe of, I don't know. It's It's discovery. It's discovery. It's something bigger than yourself. And so I I think, so I mean, so I think you're onto it. So it's hard to, um, it's hard to replicate yeah. that outside of school. Yeah. But trying to find those things in your life where you can replicate it or you can try to get those same feelings. And whether that's writing music, whether that's writing poetry, whether yeah. it's um, being out in nature, mm-hmm. um, but trying to find enough enough things to fill those voids. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little pod buddy here. Logan's chilling. Um, I, th- I think that, that there's something absolutely to that because I keep thinking about like, I want to read, I want to read some historical books. And then like, I was like, but 
maybe I could write a paper about something again like that. I miss doing that. I have those thoughts, but then I don't do them. But mm-hmm. there, I think there, there's something definitely to what you're saying. Yeah. Well, school had a way of forcing you to do it because there was yes, a, there was there was a um, <laughs> there was like a tangible punishment for not. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it forced your it forced us who are naturally lazy to do it. Yeah. Um. But. Naturally, I'm not going to say naturally overall lazy, but like who wants to like who wants sure. to yeah definitely procrastinators, but who wants to actually sit down and write? It sounds great in theory, but yeah. then it's work, and yeah. then just like but Xbox is more fun. It is way more fun, <laughs> or like popping on Barry or mm-hmm. watching Winning Time or for sure. I just watched a uh, Terminator Two. Mm. Do you like Terminator? Not really. I love that storyline, dude. First one sucks. Second one's amazing. Third one's good. Underrated. Salvation with Christian Bale is good as well. The newest one is trash. I've seen four of those, so I mean, oh, yeah. and you're not into it. I mean, it's it's something worth watching. Oh, it's just dude. not like I don't seek out Terminator, but I think, I've seen them all. I was watching number two, and I was like, I think this might be one of my favorite movies of all time. The T1000, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that was so that bad. was a good bad guy. Yeah, yeah, dude, just the whole movie. Like, and wh- I'm like, what is it about these movies that I enjoy? Like, I love like the end of the world, like fighting the com- the computer right and mm-hmm. preventing quote destiny if that's what it is but also i think i like them because they're like they're chase movies right you got to get away while the terminator's constantly chasing you mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know i watched that one but um yeah tell me about you how have you been feeling good thriving i'm doing all right yeah yeah good. i mean it's um just uh, been waiting. Hopefully, the the we get better weather. Yeah. Coming forward, like I know, like I hear, I see all these people and these Portlanders, Northwesterners on mm-hmm. Twitter, come basically sn- like snubbing their nose, like like putting their nose up and yeah. like scoffing at other people who are complaining about rain in the Northwest. Yeah. And I get that. Like, if you're complaining about rain at the end of May or in the beginning of June, kind of shut up. For like, sure. Beginning of June is always it's rainy. It's always rainy here, especially yeah. around the Rose Festival. Yep. Like, always rains on the Rose Festival. Synonymous. Without a doubt. Yeah. But at this <laughs> this level of rain yeah. is historic. So is it? Yeah. This is oh, like the wettest. Gross. This is like the wettest June in record, or at least in the last 50 or 40 or 50 years. I so, feel like you're validating people right now, dude. So, yeah. I feel like if you're. I, Californians, what, like, sorry, like, yeah, if you if didn't, you're complaining, you're complaining, shut up, yeah. but, if you don't like it, you can get out, but for me, as a born and raised, Porth- like, Northwesterner, yeah, this is, this is, more, like, you're over it, this, I'm over Good. it at this point, Good. Like, okay. this, this is, no, like, yeah, this is done, so but I'm isn't it funny this. that you kind of hesitate, you're like, wait, am I being a bitch about this, and then you hear something like, no, it's record, it's record rain, you're like, that's right. I mm-hmm. knew there was validation somewhere out there. Well, I don't like I don't get pissy about rain. Yeah, but like rain now is yeah. just like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. and especially with like the amount of rain. Yeah, is insane. I just want to go outside. Yeah, and chill. We drove down to Eugene last weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the entire drive down, mm-hmm. it was more like it was raining harder than my windshield wipers could could oh, go. Oh yeah, I've been in so rain like that. So it was just like the fuck. <laughs> Mid June. June. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, it's better than the rest of the country, which is going through severe drought. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's save some water up, dude. 
Anyways, so let's get to some questions because I know there's a ton of politics stuff that I want to talk about, but these are just some deep thoughts that I had. Okay. Um, we have Jake thoughts. Now we got deep thoughts. Okay. Okay. What is one thing that makes life worth living? You want to go first? No, I want you to. I know my answer, and you know your answer. But what do you? What is the one thing in your opinion? The one thing. The I mean, one thing. Um, really, I mean, I guess it's my it's my relationships. Okay. With um, with loved ones and friends. Okay. I have a very, I mean, very very even like even more so now a very tight close knit circle of mm-hmm. people that I keep around and like those are that I mean. Those the, all those relationships mean a ton. So like having those relationships is what really kind of what makes life worth living. Right. Mine is on the same page. I I wrote love. Right. Mm-hmm. So love in all capacities for our pets, for our friends, for our our family. Like without love, if you don't if you don't feel it, give it or receive it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then what's the point? And I think that I don't know. I was just thinking about that question. <laughs> Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's the saddest episode ever. <laughs> That's okay though. You know, we're not here for the laughs all the time, all right? We're not just your clowns, your monkeys dance. Um where do you find oh this is a good one. Where do you find I guess it's the same question. Where do you find oh it could not be the same question. Where do you find meaning in your life? So I think relationships and love are kind of givens right because we've established that but like is there a task or uh like opening the pickle jar or mowing the lawn or taking photos like um i mean petting bow oh okay <laughs> i'm kidding um i just, uh, no no that's i just totally. always i just i always just Bo is the answer to every, like uh, okay. I, just, I just that's an inside joke between kyle and i like Bo is the answer to everything <laughs> okay um it's no longer 45 or 42 for the meaning of life. It's Bo. It's Bo, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, finding the meaning, like, what gives me meaning in life, I guess, is, <clears throat> I don't know, con- contributing to other people's lives, making oh, other people's lives better, okay. um, being present, like, in their life. Yeah. Um, knowing that I, like, knowing that I, like matter to those like matter to those people and Mm -hmm. stuff like that i guess i just had a thought about like how sad that can be like because i think that that's kind of a universal feeling right like we want to feel wanted we want to feel like we're making a difference or that we impact other people's in in some way Mm -hmm. and like we're just like we're who knows where we're at actually but we're we're at a point in in a (laughs) a pandemic where no one gives a shit so but prior to that it's like years of like not having that or not or maybe people questioning their worth in relationships or where they stand in relationships Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of people in my life who there's a few people right who i haven't seen in years because of pandemic parameters right and because of boundaries set Mm. and it's it's nothing against them or their boundaries but you do start questioning at some point, you're where you stand, even if it has nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. you do consider that. And th- I'm just saying that if I'm feeling that in the slightest, there's got to be situations out there where people feel completely like bumming about their their place. 
in 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 relationships with Mm -hmm. people yeah um yeah (laughs) fucking (laughs) spicing it up dude uh i put you know i find my meaning in life in relationships i wrote that as well i wrote in nature in the stars and in water like when i feel like i'm living it's when i'm swimming or when i'm outside like camping like i said and chilling um but I like what you said, you know, as far as there's two things that you've said today that I really that really struck with me. And it's it's making a difference right with people in our lives or or at least being available to make a difference when they need you. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I think I re- they really think you hit something with the school stuff. Right. That discovery and and seeking to learn. And I think that when I have those aha moments that rejuvenates me that makes me feel good that makes me feel alive that brings meaning to my life right yeah. i don't know yeah i don't know that's a good answers uh what benefits does art provide society does art hurt society in any way uh what benefits does art provide society mm-hmm. uh, i mean i guess my answering the question with a question okay like how like where doesn't it benefit society so would your so if that's your question if that's your response then does does art hurt society in any way no 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 okay. because i mean art is an expression of us as humans yeah and society doesn't exist without humans so okay. if if art is being used to even if you feel like it's challenging norms mm-hmm, right if mm-hmm. someone's expressing a viewpoint that yeah. viewpoint b- belongs in the marketplace of ideas it belongs out in the universe it belongs mm-hmm. out in shared space mm-hmm. it shouldn't none of that inf- none of it's a sharing of information it's a sharing of thoughts and none of that should be feared okay um, it can be challenged and it can create for a better consensus create for meaningful conversations but i don't Ooh, feel like that's a good answer but i don't feel like um no, I don't feel. I feel like it benefits society in in every form that it takes. It, it benefits society by um, creating, like, by creating relationships, by creating connections, by yeah. creating thought, by progressing arguments. It's. I think I. And it and it's also it's a it's a record. It, it can it's mm, it's uh, I like it, that it's historian a rec- right yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it, it can go down as as a record right. in, in time because so much of art is is time sensitive, right? It's the time and place in which it was created. What what was what were the values that the artist put into put into their work yeah. that um, are captured in their image? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, art can take all sorts of forms. It can be written, it can be, like. It's it can be painting, written, photographed, mm-hmm. um, sung, spoken. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it's it's one of the it is if not the greatest, one of the greatest social constructs I think humans have ever mm-hmm. like humans have come okay. up with. Okay, okay. Uh, you said something that I thought about a little further was that like in the in the response to does art hurt society and you you mentioned like it shouldn't be feared but maybe even challenged and I think that. I think that we see this all the time and maybe it goes unrecognized, but when there is hurtful art or expression, there's beauty in the a, the ability and in in the responses that we see, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that could be other art, art, uh, forms of art. I've been watching this, um, I've been watching, you know, George Carlin? 
Mm-hmm. He has the, there's this documentary American Dream on him on HBO Max, mm. and just really just talking about his analysis of words, and you know he has like the seven seven dirty words, right? Yeah. And looking at society as a whole, being told that you can't say words, and his constant argument is that words mean nothing without intent or context because they are just words Mm -hmm. and there's something so interesting to me in that um and that's why another reason i wanted to start writing right so how can i play with these words and put somebody in a situation that i've been in before um so that kind of carlin also kind of inspired that writing right but these words mean nothing without humanity or without context or without understanding which is art Mm -hmm. um so I I think that to your point, you can't really measure the benefits of art, but we know it, right? It's just you see it, you know it. Um, it it's something so silly. This is so silly, but uh, what, seeing Grogu, right, and have Grogu make a decision to either train with Luke or jo- go back with the Mandalorian when he's given that choice, this puppet, this art form of film is getting an emotional response. Like, you're like, oh, no, what's he going to do? Like, that's amazing. That's mm-hmm. weird. Or Pixar with animation or or Disney with animation, whatever, whoever with animation. For these sure. are cartoons that are eliciting emotion. Mm-hmm. These are art forms that are eliciting emotion. It's weird, dude. Humans are freaking creeps. <laughs> um, what do you attribute the biggest success in your life to? How about your largest failures? Do you want me to go first? You go um, first yeah, go for, I mean, yeah, go for it. Um, I think that family, friends, and Jen are, are the are what I can attribute my biggest successes in my life to. There's so many times um, where I've been like, like, specifically, I think about school, right? Because that's my measure of success is that I did something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I, I so many times I'm like. Fuck this, dude. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm this is it. This is my last semester. I'm sick of it. I'm over it. And like Jen and friends just saying, no, you know, Jen was like, you're not doing that. Right. But then my all my seeing my friends kind of go through the same pain. It was like, okay, I can do this, too. Like if that, you know, it's not just me. Everybody feels like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So having friends and family kind of push me constantly or. I also think that there's a, there's a part of me, there's something inside of me that says like, keep going, like don't stop. Let's what else can you do? Mm-hmm. Where, where else can you grow? Let's see if you can do that. And thank God I have that because otherwise I wouldn't do shit, right? But I think that that little spark with a little oomph from my friends and family helps me move forward. So I'll have an idea of how I can progress, and I'll say, what do you guys think about this? And all you know my friends and family always say like do it go for it why not Mm -hmm. and that is always what i need to then take that next step to to move forward but i think that that's what i can attribute to anything that i measure as being successful Mm -hmm. even writing right jen's like you should write more and i'm like really and then i posted it and then my friends write me back and they're like did you write this and i'm like yeah and they're like you need to do this more and i'm like oh okay i mean i put it out there right to Mm -hmm. see right how, how do people react? Is this fucking dumb? <laughs> is it getting shared? Is it not? But then to get the feedback of like, no, this keep doing this. Mm-hmm. What you're doing here, keep doing that. So, I don't know. 
that that's what I would say is like my you know the attribute myself is that little spark of like what else can I do sure but then there was another question that I want to ask and maybe we don't get into this but is it better to to, to be knowledgeable more broadly or more deeply and that's where I think I kind of get lost is I kind of know a lot of a little about a lot of things mm-hmm. right it's very like oh i know enough about this i know enough about this but i think that's just my interest being like oh what's this okay i think i want to learn about this now all right yeah go for it okay i'm going for it so i don't know i don't know i don't think none of it matters if you can't make connections if you can't synthesize the stuff that you know together make okay. it see how it fits together right the depth versus breadth argument i don't think matters like oh okay like um if you can tell me if you can get really deep into something and then tell me why it matters and how it connects mm. to something else, that's that's intelligence. Okay. If you know a bunch of little things about how they all fit together, mm-hmm. great. I mean, that, that's intelligence. Right. I, I feel like I, I I don't feel like there's one if one you, way one way that's right. good or bad or good. It's your interests. And I, I wouldn't say that I don't know. There are things that I do know a lot about. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of a little bit of both worlds. Um, and as far as what I would say, like, what do I attribute to the biggest failures? You know, I always tie this back to like dropping out of school and like, that is like a huge, like marker for me of like not being successful. And I think I wrote down that, uh, that's my trauma, right? My childhood trauma, my dad going to prison, my dad being, um, deported, I think was kind of, the biggest moment or biggest events in my life that made me kind of just go just to fail, right? To, mm-hmm. to not care, to, to try to adapt and survive in ways that weren't beneficial or successful. Um, which I think in the long run, in the bigger picture where I am today, helped mm-hmm. me with other things, <laughs> For sure. but, um, yeah, I think that, that that trauma, right? And we can all kind of point to trauma as like, I would say, as like key moments that kind of define us. Um, and we can either allow that to contribute or attribute to our largest failures or learn from it. And I think there was a long period there where I allowed myself to be the victim because of what I had been through. Sure. But you know what? I always attribute that that change um, to two of my friends just pulling me aside and being like, dude, you've got to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, you're fucking obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> and then for me, like, it was, and we were drinking, right? And I was sad. And hearing that from them and kind of really how they were thinking and viewing me, I was like, God damn, dude. Like, I really am this person to them. And I don't want to be that. Um, so as much as it it was, you know, a long period of me making poor choices because of trauma. It did lead to friends, relationships, and ultimately change. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you got? <laughs> um, this is going to sound douchey, but it'll make sense once I say it. Okay. Um, I, contri- I attribute myself from my biggest successes. Okay. I mean, life. I kind of said that about yeah. myself. Um, we but, all should, right? Yeah. As long as we're successful. If you're not successful and you're trying to take credit, <laughs> well, get the we're all, out of here. <laughs> we're all successful in our own ways. Yes. We all have successes we can draw on, right? right? But 
everybody. I mean, it's going to be relative Do you want to you as, an, as, an, as an as a uh, <laughs> I know I'm old here. I'm using a coaster as, yeah. a, as a stand here. Um, myself. I mean, yeah. ultimately, like obviously, we have all like I had. I've had great support. Mm-hmm. Kylie, my parents. I couldn't have had the level of. I couldn't have had the level of like tangible success mm-hmm. that you can see the degree um right. uh a you know a, a pretty stable like a f- fairly stable and getting more stable life mm-hmm. like yeah absolutely being able to get where i am today mm-hmm. a, a good job like a good job a career mm-hmm. um that kind of stuff like could not have done it without the, the great friendships and relationships mm-hmm. that i had like couldn't have gotten those right but the actual growth that it took for me to get to be able to take advantage of that success yeah is is it was ultimately on me absolutely i mean having to make those having to make the choices to get better to confront the my inhibitions to confront my my shortcomings Mm -hmm. which on the the flip side of that coin is i'm also to blame for my largest failures right so um i for a long time like allowed myself to be X, Y, and Z, the things that kept me from kept me from being a, a good partner to I think to that Kylie. this word, and I'm not attributing this word to your, you, I'm saying th- while you're talking, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about myself and my behaviors, and it's toxic, right? Yeah. Allowing myself to be toxic. Yeah. I mean, I was a terrible, there was a lot of times for a lot of years, I was a terrible, I was a terrible partner to right. Kylie. It wasn't all bad, right? right. But I mean, I, I could have been better. Right. I stayed at Fisherman's for way too long <laughs> instead of like <laughs> branching out. And like, but that was kind of like a, I mean, in a way that was a failure. I stayed there until yeah. I was like 30 years old. Yeah. Right. And like, because I was too afraid to move. Yeah. It's scary. Um, it's fucking scary, dude. I've made absolutely horrendous choices in my life. Yeah. I've hurt people yeah. all around me. Right. And, um, stuff like that. But ultimately like, because I, I got myself out of that and yeah. I'm still growing, my failures and my successes ultimately are on me. Yeah. And and making sure I make those make those changes. Dude, I'll deflect better, and blame so. everyone else. Fuck <laughs> it. Great answer. I like that. That was very good. Um, last question. Did I send you this one? <laughs> this is morbid as fuck. If you had to guess, what do you think would be the most likely way that you'll die? Um <laughs> Oh my god! I honest, have you thought about it? No, you've never thought about it. No, you've 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 dreaded losing limbs <laughs> in like a <laughs> battle, but you've never thought about like how you might go. Well, like I always, you know, when you're watching like a war movie, yeah, and there's like the big battle, like the. The start of the big battle scene and there's carnage everywhere yeah. and there's guys that like die as soon as the doors open like as soon as the door opens Oof. the gate drops the charge starts yeah there's always like that first wave of people that get mowed down yeah i'm 100 convinced like we all like to think that we're the hero yeah who makes it through the battle yeah nobody's the hero dude nobody wants like nobody thinks that they're the guy that gets mowed down in the first 10 seconds mm. the guy that went through all of basic training and then got oh, and then fuck. didn't even get to fire his weapon in battle none of us think that that is us but that is somebody that is majority of people yeah. and that would 100 that's how i've always thought of myself if i okay. ever got put into some sort of situations i am the rule i am not the exception right so i will 
if I ever get into any sort of situation where there is a rule or an exception, mm -hmm. I will be the rule and I will die in the most basic <laughs> way possible. Jesus. <laughs> oh, so, that, okay. so that being said, more than likely, <laughs> I will die on some hike doing something doing something fairly stupid. That sounds like an exception, though. That sounds like an exception. No, like doing something... I mean, I get something stupid will happen to me and I'll die that way. Like, no, it's got to be the most mundane. Like, oh, of course. Okay. Well, then I live to old age and I die, die of cancer like, or yeah, something. Yeah. I have 85 <laughs> at cancer. More than likely, that's how I'll yeah, die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, I like the idea, though, of you going out in like a place of glory, like falling down a hill hiking, though. I mean, that would be catastrophic. Dude, that because would be I'm, catastrophic. Because, because if I died early, I'm leaving a wife and kid. And I'm not saying early, dude. Wow, well, where am I that's Where am I hiking at 85? I don't know, jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I mean, I'd be lucky to be getting uh, around on a on a, a evening stroll at the waterfront. Dude, I hope you live to 85. Uh, but it's natural. Is it natural? Does everybody think that there's no way they're getting that far? I, I would assume that a lot of the, the daredevils people, yeah, like people who really push limits of like extreme sports stuff like I mean, that I, okay think that they probably the only way sure. you can really do that is to in your back of your mind to kind of convince yourself that you're already yeah you're already dead yeah yeah live fast die hard yeah um <laughs> i 100 percent think it's gonna be a heart attack i don't know why but i do hmm. i mean i'm trying to make better life choices right but i think that like honestly probably a little trauma from deanne but um but also, like, just, I mean, I can't, just look, I mentioned a little bit, but looking at tests that have come back since I've stopped drinking and, like, just, like, there's a there's a change in my body, right? Which makes me feel good. Like, mm -hmm. maybe it won't be. Maybe I'll change my fate. But sometimes I'll interact with, like, a, a person at work, and I'm like, that dude was old as shit. And then I'll look him up, and it's 62, and I'm like, What? But then I'll, this guy, he comes in and he's like, help, you know, he's like, I'm helping him with his paperwork and stuff. And he was like 72. And he was like a young buck looking guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where do I fall on this? <laughs> because I don't know, man. And then like I had a follow up appointment about my knee and there's a little bit of arthritis in my knee. And I'm like, so what does that mean? And she's like, well, yeah, it happens around like 35. You'll get a little bit, but don't stop moving that knee. A lot of people will say. You know, I got arthritis in my knee, so I need to rest it. But don't you rest it. You keep it moving. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm so old. Just like that kid said when I crossed the street, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I love I love your exception and rule analogy, though, or 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 analysis of, of life. Because that is true. We're all just going to die in some mundane, typical way. Not the Majority of us. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we should do more shit so we die in cool ways. Like jump out of planes and shit. Take that take that extreme sports approach. I think once you hit like if A I motorcycle hit, too. If I hit seventy uh -huh. and YOLO? Then yeah, I will start okay. like sure I'll start taking more risks. Okay. Maybe maybe. I don't know. I'm so risk averse. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> I don't put myself into... Your fucking insurance company's dream. The only... Right? I mean... No oh. no wrecks on my... No wrecks or accidents on my, on yeah. my driving record. Dude, I love it. But the... 
the the issue i mean i guess not the issue but like i'm a different person when i am hiking in trying to get a photograph mm-hmm. i've put myself into very very sketchy mm-hmm. situations i have actually put myself into very sketchy situations mm-hmm. um and for what what is your thought there gotta get it gotta catch it now I don't really think. I just, mm. I just like that's where I have to go, and I just go there. Okay, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I am very sure. If, if I'm not over, I'm not particularly athletic. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, you play football every weekend. You play basketball. Yeah, like, but I mean, I am near the bottom in, in terms. You're of catching overall. interceptions, dude. Yeah, but I pick ne- six and shit. Uh, I mean, I'm near the bottom of athleticism in the league. I mean, you're in a league, Jake. <laughs> okay, but I'm not overly. I mean, I am not. Okay, I mean, I'm not. Well, it's not a debate. Ath- you're okay, athletic. I mean, Next. So, <laughs> but I'm. There's one thing that I am like probably above average at. Okay, is being very um sure like very sure-footed okay now i have a very i have like a very i don't know what it is i have a very good feel for walking like walking on on like uneven terrain Mm -hmm. and like understanding weight and balance distribution okay to be able to like where do you think that comes from i don't know okay just like probably young age yeah um weight like doing a lot of waiting yeah um Fishing, yeah, uh, waiting and walking all over, like up and down river banks, and um, yeah. knowing how to like because when you're like especially when you're uh, hunting and hunting ducks and you're in really muddy bottoms and you're like up you're waist deep in mud and like you're waist deep in water but you're almost knee deep in mud. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Knowing how to like or even like ankle deep in mud, which is even harder. Mm-hmm. Like how to keep you how to keep your feet moving yeah. and your balance like shift making sure like when you start feeling yourself going one way like how to reshift your body weight so you don't fall like you don't fall over in the right when's the last time you fell in the water no just fell into the ground like tripped and fell oh tripped and all fell? the way down or in whatever caused it you fell um hiking okay when i almost destroyed my camera okay oh that's right that when you fell in the water? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I asked, because I was listening to a podcast where older guys were talking about like the last time they fell, and it, they couldn't think of the last time they fall. And I think about the last time my mom fell, and she got all fucked up from falling. And it's just not something that people do, right? Mm-hmm. But f- for for a decade of skateboarding, that's all I did was fall. Yeah. So I feel very comfortable falling mm. and catching myself. Um, so I just think about, like, I'll be all right. Falling in a like falling in a way to where you limit the damage is a skill. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, that that's it for my um, down and depressing hour. <laughs> uh, there's a lot going on in the world of politics. Um, if we're not canceled and we're still on the air, um, and nobody's turned us off at this point because they saw the post from yesterday. <laughs> uh, what do you got? The post from yesterday. Well, this is coming out tomorrow, Jake. Oh, I'm using like real time. I, I gotcha. Okay. Because everybody's going to listen to this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's true. Today <laughs> is Wednesday. <laughs> so what do you got? There's a lot. I mean, I've, I I uh, I feel like we have to... Uh, a listener, my dad, um, oh, he asks... Yes. He asked a question, and I feel like we have to address it. Okay. I did research it. Oh, you did? So I do have an answer. Okay. Um, so the question was... Let me find it here really quick. Yeah. Um, so my dad, who he 
he listens. Uh, he says he always listens until we start talking politics, and then he usually turns it off. But um, he's... Did he confirm that Jen is his best friend? He did not say... I don't know if he heard... I don't know if he listened last week's episode or not. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I don't think he did. Okay. He listened to all the... He listened to... It's like that one person who always tells you you have a great episode, but then they've never listened. Uh, what did he say oh um, what do you got gary so oh i remember the question go ahead um okay so good afternoon was listening to the news today on the gun bill i was okay never mind is this a text yes did he say good afternoon in the text (laughs) that's adorable (laughs) Uh, i'm assuming that you guys are going to talk about the guns the gun bill that passed which there was a it's not even written yet. Okay. There was a federal, um, there was an agreement between ten Democratic senators and ten Republican senators okay. um, on on the parameters of gun legislation. Okay. And uh, that was it was unanimously agreed upon by the twenty senator panel, mm-hmm. which pretty much means that there's enough Republicans there for it to pass because right. we would need fifty seven yeah. total senators to vote for it. Um, but it hasn't even been written at okay. this point. It's, it's just, just like a memorandum of understanding gotcha. between between both sides. So, I mean, Biden... Um, but there's a conception that it's passed already. Yeah, which is funny. How how are we there? Yeah, whatever. Okay. People, I just, they read headlines. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I mean, but here is another topic that are there. Another topic. Why are they not... They not going after Schumer. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why aren't the Democrats uh, going after Chuck Schumer for his threats uh, towards Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh yeah. um, when he said, we're coming for you and you're going to pay the price. And then there was an assassination attempt on Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they? Why isn't there impeachment um, calls for impeachment of right. Chuck Schumer, who's the Senate majority leader? Um, like there is for Trump, who incite like why isn't it? Why isn't the why isn't there equal punishment for incitement of violence? Yeah, when there was an attempted, when there actually was either attempted violence or actual violence perpetrated by those who the people in power right. towards those people who the people in power said, okay, whatever. So I just uh, Schumer did say that. He did. He did say that. Okay. Um, he said that. Uh, what is the context? What does he so mean? So in context, what he said was um, when the Louisiana abortion bill mm. was taken to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. on the um, on the f- Schumer and other Democratic politicians held, were part. There was a rally there. They showed up to speak at it. Schumer calling out Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh by name said like if you vote for this this was in 2020 okay so this was a few I think years I remember ago. hearing about that Schumer said um, basically said what my dad said which mm-hmm. is like if you vote if you if you vote to overturn Roe v Wade yeah and uphold this Louisiana bill um, we're coming for you and you're going to pay the price okay and then in 2022 uh, there was an attempted well, there was an assassination plot against Brett Kavanaugh. A plot. Well, they arrested somebody near his house with firearms with the intent to go oh, assassinate wow. okay. Brett Kavanaugh. Okay. So it did happen. I, I get it did it did okay. happen. So one of so I guess two questions. Yes. For you. Um 
is are they comparable which i, f- I feel like it's rhetor- a bit rhetorical but yeah. two um should there should there be punishment for chuck schumer i feel like by asking the question there is an acknowledgement that those who perpetrated violence on january 6th are guilty yes by drawing an equivalent here mm-hmm. you are then conceding that trump is guilty and everyone that showed up and and caught and were violent mm-hmm. are guilty yeah thanks but also <laughs> uh i mean you can't i don't i, I it's in a completely inappropriate and unacceptable to use language like that in that context especially mm-hmm. right words are only they only matter when with context mm-hmm. and if Trump had said that about anyone else or anything else and there was an attempt, we would be looking at it. So I think he has a fair argument. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely a fair argument. Um, but I don't know. Well, I think that it, 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 it's unfortunate that it um, – well, but it's the reality now is that we have public officials yes. who are using words in a heightened – era of politics mm-hmm. that are being taken by by a number a small number a large number it doesn't matter it's being taken by people yeah as calls to action yeah and the destruction of that norm has been happening especially it's been accelerated over the last four to five years yeah it started in the media sphere it's and now it has bled into the into the public sphere yeah of politicians leaders people in high-ranking like high-ranking offices dancing around dog whistling yeah Yeah, or just straight up saying shit yeah yeah at this point that should come with cons that should come with consequences that is norm it's norm breaking is it illegal for Mm. schumer to have said what he said yeah was it illegal for trump to say what he said right all all in a in a complete vacuum so we have to look at it first in a vacuum, right? Okay. Because well, context ultimately yes. matters right. and other actions around it matter as well. Yes. But in a vacuum, no, ne- what neither of them said was illegal. Right. But it's norm breaking yeah. and that's not necessarily breaking a law isn't the threshold for public officials. Impeachment doesn't have to be right. criminal. Yeah. So should if should an investigation be brought into Schumer, mm-hmm. if there's other evidence that shows that he was connected in some way to the plot to kill Brett Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. then of course, right. bring some investigation against yes. him. Yeah, but should should there be public admonishment or like there should be a public outcry? towards chuck schumer for saying that people mm-hmm. being like hey man you can't say that and mm-hmm. he came out a few days he came out a couple days after saying it and said my words didn't c-. and then he kind of scapegoats himself he's basically like my words didn't come out the way that i would like to them have i would have liked to i would have liked them have t- done yeah which is i mean come on man you you choose you chose say what you mean dog you chose your words <laughs> yeah like that's bull like yeah. that's bullshit yeah and chuck schumer should absolutely be held accountable to the extent that he can be held accountable right and unfortunately, like that's ultimately up to 
us. Um, it's up to his constituents. Yeah. He's a senator. Yeah. He's from, what is it, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's up to the Connecticut voters where they want to hold him accountable for right. that. But also the Democrat, I mean, the Democratic Party, the Democratic senators, they choose who the Senate majority leader is. And if they, maybe they should look at removing him right. as, as, right. as um, Senate majority leader. Mm-hmm. But there really isn't, unless you, there's, I mean, you can remove a senator for seditious acts, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I mean, I I would call for if you're going to do that to Schumer, you have to do it. You have to do it equally. There's gonna there oh would, yeah, there would be a lot. <laughs> I mean, you would have, there there would be a lot of yes. senators who would then fall under the purview of inappropriate speech, right? Dog whistling, incitement. Mm-hmm. And as much as I would like to see the like all of those people not in politics, mm-hmm. the reality of it is we'd be much better off kind of being coming to an agreement saying, hey, like we know you're trying to play to a crowd, but this stuff can't like this stuff can't stand anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that is making an example of somebody for sure. Um, but getting back to taking those words, those these two instances of, in of Trump's in, incitement of January 6th and Schumer's um, Schumer's words um, slash incitement. We don't even know if the thing is, we don't even know if the assassination attempts on Kavanaugh were, was influenced in any way by right. what Schumer said two years ago. Right. We don't know that. Like, yeah. we don't know if he wrote a, some manifesto saying Chuck Schumer said yes. this and we're coming for you. And Chuck Schumer didn't say on June 10th, Go to Kavanaugh's house <laughs> and assassinate him. Yeah, like the I mean, old, that's the, the pretty old, the, different. Or like go to Kavanaugh's house because the only way, yes, the, the only way we can protect abortion rights is through trial by combat. No, or taking it back and not standing for it. Yeah, we have to show strength. Yes, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, so should Schumer have said it? Absolutely not. No. I hate that. Our I hate. I mean, he's a partisan. Right. Schumer's a partisan hack. Yeah he's honestly, if given the same power and control that Mitch McConnell mm, has had mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. Republican party over the last few years, I honestly don't know if you can re- would really be able to tell the difference. Yeah, for sure. Um, there is a media bias in terms of how McConnell is portrayed and mm-hmm. how Schumer is portrayed. For They're sure. both party first politicians. Yeah. That's just who they are, but that's the Senate. Yeah. I mean, ultimately that is the Senate. Yeah. We'd like for them to be better, but that's who they are. Um, but I mean, to try to, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there is any sort of, you look at the breadth and depth of Trump's involvement in the incitement of January 6th. I, there, there's, there's no comparison. There's yeah. no comparison. Yeah. So the, the punishments shouldn't be, any, shouldn't be anywhere near com- comparable. Right. But also, as you were talking about making an example, maybe this is the example. Let's, let's address what happened with Schumer and investigate Schumer once we've kind of established a norm of, Oh, of drawing point. a line of what's unacceptable yeah. with, with this committee and hearings. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. I'm impressed that I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you have to. I mean, this is because we've talked about how unprecedented this Trump thing is and yeah. like what is legal, what isn't legal, what's acceptable, what isn't acceptable from a public official. And that's what this committee and ultimately the DOJ will decide. So yeah. you're right. I mean, once the precedence is set with this big case and yeah. then you can start worrying about smaller instances of incitement. Yeah. But okay. I hope that, I hope that pleases dad. 
I mean, at least we we're talking about it, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're the conversations there now. Listeners and and him can take it and and expand and and debate, and that's 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 art, baby. That's art. <laughs> um, real quick, you've been watching the hearings. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. There's a there's, another, there's a hearing. Thir- tomorrow. Today. Well, today, today, tomorrow, mm-hmm. yeah, on Thursday, on Thursday. So, uh, make sure to watch it. Um, everyone, uh, watch it as much as you were watching Johnny Depp and Amber Turd. Um, God, dude. So, um, I mean, uh, what are your, what are your, like, like first thoughts, like gut thoughts, like, what do you think? Boom, go, fire, rapid fire, boom. I mean, say it. Words. Twitter. Uh, oh, fucking Twitter, the, Jake. The Twitter sphere. Okay, is, is stupid. Well, yeah, because everybody. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe I. We talking mm, Twitter? It's, or it's either or bots, the, it's bro. either theatrics. No, like actual people. Okay. Um, not just Lincoln Project, but the people behind the Lincoln Project. Okay. Um. Uh. Joe Walsh, for in particular, right. I follow. Um, Are they like, you know, hyping it up? Or, or yeah, or, Reed, like Reed Galen is another one. Um, What's the issue though? They're it's just they're a little over. Th- hmm. I feel like they're a little over theatrical. Okay, for it's sure. Like, it's like boom bombshell, and it's like well, boom roasted. It's like, dude, we've got we. Anybody who's been paying half attention, and I know you guys have, yeah, is that we already knew most of this stuff. I think I think I will say I think it's a little different though. Like in the context of like an official hearing and committee and stuff, mm-hmm. when they played that the violence video, like one of the first videos, and just see it in the context of like this procedure, you're just kind. And I, I've talked about this like with the pomp and circumstance of like court and trials mm-hmm. and all of this stuff, yeah. and 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 the the ritual of it all, right? Even even the ritual, like, uh, the senator uh, recedes. Like, he's talking about himself. Mm-hmm. I'm so annoyed by just the rituals of all of this. But mm-hmm. there is something there, right? When you watch all of this, you're like, holy shit. Like, it is, it is nice to see kind of this on that stage. But how big is that stage? And maybe that's where Lincoln Project comes in to say, like, boom, this shit actually is more serious than maybe the rest of the world has been paying attention to. And maybe it's also their way to get reshared and sensationalized. Sure. I mean, and yeah, I, I get that. I, I need to realize that the vast majority of... They don't. ...of people watching it do not pay as close of attention... Like, as as I close of attention as I do, absolutely. So for not. me, I'm just like, yeah, I heard, I heard all, yeah. I've heard this all before. Yeah, there was a couple moments to me that I felt like were actual like holy shit moments. What were those? And give the, me the holy shit moments. One was it that was the first um, holy shit moments. <laughs> the first one was the like the first real one where I like I paused it and I was like, did you hear what that guy just said? Kai? Okay, because we were watching him together. Yeah. And I guess Kyle's off this week, which has been perfect timing. Um, and so the so whatever was that Monday morning? Yeah. When the guy who sat in for Stepien, mm-hmm. he he said um, the Fox guy. Yeah, the okay. Fox guy. He said that what the hell did he say? Um, he said, "Oh, that the president 
like he was talking about they asked him about what is the the red mirage okay yes and they the the committee asked the fox news like pollster Mm -hmm. who is intimately involved in um in in like you have to set like the thing with here's the thing with like so I'm going to backtrack here for a second. Yeah. The thing with Fo- they get the they give this guy a, b- a bit of credibility. Oh yeah, is that Fox News exists in two like in two very separate entities. Mm-hmm. You've got the the entertainment mm-hmm. news side, and then you have the polling numbers side, data, the data side. Mm-hmm. The data side is one of the best private institutes. For in terms of polling, you've said this for business a long time. analytics. Yeah, they are like the class. Yeah. of that. Um, Five thirty eight has given them an A plus rating for over a decade. Wow, they've never slipped from that. They are like one of the absolute best. Right, and so when their pollsters, their guys on that side speak, mm-hmm. they're speaking from a like from an elite level. They're coming from a in-depth understanding yeah. of of what of the area like their scope and their their sphere of it like that they know about so like when i heard fox news guy i was like and where he came from i'm like okay that guy that guy is plugged in yeah and so therefore like when he's talking about elections and stuff like that and projections and stuff this guy knows what he's talking about because he's constructed those models and everything. Like yeah. That. So when they were asking him about, okay, what is the red mirage? And he said, well, the red, red mirage is a name for a phenomenon that happens in American politics because of a lot of the unique quirks with our system. And especially that was going to, the red mirage is going to be exacerbated by the, um, by COVID and the need increased for ma- mail increased mail and voting. Yeah. And what happens is that in some States, like Pennsylvania, you have laws that don't allow absentee mail-in ballots to be counted until after every hand vote, Mm -hmm. like in-person vote, has been counted. So it's been known since absentee ballot absentee voting has been a thing in the United States and each state determine like this is one of the things with our constitution to leave states up to determine how voting is constructed so each state can choose whether it wants absentee ballot voting whether it's in person only and then everything in between that is conducted by the states but Pennsylvania has its own set of rules and they've been upheld by this by the supreme court by the supreme court it was challenged even in 2020 by mm-hmm. the Trump administration and Alito didn't even say there wasn't even any merit to take it further. He mm-hmm. basically shut it down before it even got to, uh, got to the Supreme court. And so the red mirage is get back on track is that you're going to, as because of our media and our constant need to know everything right now yeah. starts showing what appears to be a lead, right? A these, red lead, a red lead because yeah. red st- Generally, Republicans vote more in person in person than Democrats who vote more by mail. Yeah, that's just that's almost like a universal truth across. What a weird! It's what weird, a weird, but it, but it, but it has that that truism has yeah. held solid mm-hmm. for decades now. So you can pretty much reliably anticipate states where there's going to be high amounts of in person voting to break Republican first, and then as the absentee ballots get counted. Um, that perceived yeah. that perceived lead which didn't actually exist will start slipping away right and we all heard that trump was flipping out 
because <laughs> on, on election night, because like <laughs> I even said, yeah, because I wasn't taking into account the level of absentee voting because right. I mean, I've paid attention to every election since I was like eight years old. I remember when Trump won uh, the first time and we were in class and you, you knew you were like, he's got it. Mm-hmm. Like you knew before, way before they even announced it. And I was like, how the fuck does this nerd know that shit? But you knew, mm-hmm. you knew. So you do follow it. <laughs> I follow it very closely, yeah. but 2020 was weird because of COVID and right. more people were voting by mail. Mm-hmm. This was also the largest voter turnout by a mile. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of votes out there to be counted in different ways than they had before. So normally when you see the kind of leads that he would have in Pen- that he had in Pennsylvania to begin the night, mm-hmm. you're like, that's almost insurmountable because of how voting would normally have gone. Right. But the level of absentee ballots that were out there because of COVID made his made that lead in which would normally be insurmountable during an election year because mm-hmm. of the normal split between in-person and in in uh, absentee didn't that that was that was a false red that was a red that was the ultimate red mirage right and on election night we all just assumed that trump because he's kind of an idiot was just he was going off of this, like, oh, my God, it has to be stolen because how could I lose my leads this how much? How could I have the lead and then lose it? And then it. lose it. And it must he, be corrupt. And he knows so little about the system, which is, inc- I mean, empirically accurate to state yeah. because he doesn't get, he doesn't know shit about our election right. system. So it's like, okay, well, that's just, he's an idiot. We know he, like, he's been calling that it, it's, but I didn't think that he knew about the Red Mirage. Like, it never crossed my mind that he anticipated the red mirage or at least the people around him yeah. anticipated the red mirage especially in 2020 with the covid like the covid change like the the changes that covid were going to make yeah. to it and then we're already building their narratives yes and that's what he said under oath is that the trump campaign knew in coordination basically with with fox yeah to spread the election lie that he had that the lead. That he had the lead and the only, and like and big the, dumps, massive dumps. Yeah, well, yeah, spreading the spreading the big where they were already anticipating the um the, the red flip, the, the red mir- the red mirage. Yes. Knowing that he probably wasn't going to win, but to be able to come out before the race had been called yeah, that and night. saying I won the election. Yeah. They had already anticipated that. They already yeah. knew that the red mirage was going to happen, and were going to use it to their. The, They're going to use that narrative to their benefit. Yes. Yeah. And that if that doesn't show intent, setting up the stage for their eventual like we're going to try to basically steal this election in Overthrow the courts. Overthrow the government. I don't know. Like that was like the first like oh my god this goes deeper and began so much earlier. Yeah than what was previously known. Right. So I watched day one. It's about the violence. It's showing all the attacks. It's, uh, the the officers who were getting, like, knocked out and bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, okay, like, we're, we're doing this. We're going to see this. And then to bring in all of his team, basic, and just them just kicking him under the bus, dude. Oh, he knew. Yeah, he knew. We told him the whole time. And he knew that he was going to build this narrative. And now you see the grand scheme, the grand picture. It's not just them 
attacking the Capitol. It was the manipulation. It was the all of it. The narrative building, like you were saying. And that's terrifying. Challenging in the courts when a majority of the court opinions were so frivolous that they didn't even get to right. be heard because they were they were based on such little merit. Right. He also said something about like, you know, had it been a hundred votes, we might consider a recount. But we're talking hundreds and thousands and not in just one state. He needed like three states to win and that was just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So this this idea, this grand scheme of it was stolen, like there was no way he was ever going to be the winner because of the numbers that he lost by. Mm-hmm. And where he lost. Yeah. So I think that that is super, super illuminating as far as like this, 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 this conspiracy theory of this big lie. Like it's, 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 it would, it would take such a massive effort to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just don't see it. I don't. You don't see what that this this conspiracy of theirs, mm-hmm. the big lie being true. There's no way that on the magnitude of which it would have needed to happen actually happen. Him losing the election by cheating. Oh, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're saying? I mean, there there is no like based on the evidence and the data that we know. Yeah, there was no way he was cheated out of the election. The election right. was not stolen. Like looking yeah. at the numbers, mm-hmm. there's no way. And in, in him him pushing for recounts, he like the I can't remember his name, but the Fox guy, like he said, if there were a few hundred, you would look at recounting that. Mm-hmm. But he was losing by hundreds and thousands tens in, of thousands. tens of thousands in multiple states yeah. that he would have needed to win. Mm-hmm. So even if you get one of those states, yeah. you've still lost. Yeah. And this idea of the big lie is that all of these states, all of these local governments are all in on making certain that Donald Trump's not president? Uh, well, and the majority of like two of the biggest states were Republican right. governors with Republican Secretary of States yeah. who were like openly supporters of the president. Yeah. Who ultimately signed off on and the certified the election. Yeah. I'm just like it's it's just ridiculous that there like there's this huge gigantic plot. I mean, mm-hmm. there's holes in it, so many holes. Like it's just not, yeah. There there's just there's no there's no connecting piece. There's right. so many holes. Right. So it's um. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. It's dangerous, and I think you're you're seeing the the erosion of trust. Yeah. In our election system, and to me, it it makes it like you're saying it's scary. Did you say scary? Yeah. It is scary, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 you see like his supporters and them digging their heels and the complete ignorance and what is actually going on, but willful ignorance. We don't care. We know it was stolen. Like you said, there's mm-hmm. no connections. There's there's so many holes. Are you not looking? Mm-hmm. And you know what? They're not. No. Well, the thing is is that Trump is slowly chipping away at the excuses that other people that his supporters have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. I think okay. it's just happening. Okay. And you can either make an argument for it, for it being bad or for it not being bad. Yeah. But he's slowly removing the ability of his supporters to 
um, use like to have excuses or arguments. Okay. That keep them from having to say what they're what they actually believe, like to actually say the unspoken stuff. What I mean by that, yeah, is that they don't they don't care that Trump tried to incite it. They don't care that he lied about trying to overturn the election. Ultimately, the only thing that they care about is that Trump is president again. Yeah. They don't care about anything. They don't at the at, at the oh, base level. Gross. At the yeah. base level, they're going to eventually, at some point, have to admit that they can't say, "Well, Trump should be president because it was stolen from him." That yeah. gives them cover for saying, "Well, I just think that Trump should be president, regardless." <laughs> throw away all democracies. <laughs> yeah. Throw away all of our rule of law. Yeah. All of that because ultimately, I believe the in Trump, and I believe that Trump should be president. Yeah. Because I like Trump. Yeah. And That's I believe in enough. and I believe in Trump. Yeah. So eventually, the the stuff that we keep saying is like, well, that's un like in a lot of in a lot of races like this bleeds into a lot of like areas of racism. Yeah. Too is like, for for a lot of times people were able to hide behind other arguments. Oh yeah. A, instead I, of yes, in leaving point. the unspoken stuff unspoken. Yeah. And now, if You've anything, Trump has uh, has basically eroded all of your false narratives yes. and false arguments to to remain in the shadows now yeah. or either you now you're going to be out in the open yeah so at least maybe we can like we can ident- we can identify what the true like what the true threat is right you, and it's you, not necessarily trump himself it is a lack of belief in democracy yeah amongst a large a portion of people almost a large portion of the population um i just i'll end on this just real quickly so i i posted that video of our conversation about kind of the um washington congressional third voting and kind of what we're looking at um but i also i put the audio over a video of jamie speaking and in that video that's a video from right after like she v- voted to impeach donald trump and there was a moment in that in that town hall format where she was saying she was just talking about you know what he had done and the grounds on which she she you know he should be impeached and she and she says this she goes and you know i'm gonna get in trouble for saying this but i did not i was not okay with my face next to his as a supporter and that that caveat caveat of having to say that is terrifying and i think I think there's a little bit there at play of like even those who like, you know, for us, in 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 contrast to what you're saying as far as like his supporters like saying, tell me why you support him. Well, because of this. Well, okay, actually, we know that he doesn't support that, and he didn't do that. So what do you mean? Well, because of this, and you're like, well, actually, he doesn't do that, and he doesn't support that, and we kind of we trim the tree down to the bare bones, and there's nothing left. But other than just you like him, and you don't believe in democracy, or you're racist, fuck. Um, <laughs> In the same sense, it's almost building up the counter arguments of why you shouldn't support him. And I think that for her at the time, there was a real fear amongst for 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 Republican um, politicians of saying, you know, we all know this. So there's a fear of speaking out against Trump. Right. And there still is a little bit. Right. But I think I'm hoping I'm hoping this is me hoping. Right. Silver lining that. As we see kind of the the tree erode away of like the gave the fluff of what Donald Trump is, 
we can see more individuals kind of also Republicans poking holes in the arguments of why he is and who he supports and why they should be elected. Joe Kent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, but ultimately you end up with politicians like Joe Kent on the Hill. You end up with Marjorie Taylor Greene. So it's like. I mean, that's terrifying. Does is the is it darkest before the dawn? Like, or are we just going to be in? How have we not seen the darkest yet? I don't. I don't believe we have. I think twenty twenty two is going to be way darker than twenty twenty. Why be- would you say that? Because you know how I'm feeling. <laughs> I, I I think this is. I think this is going to be the nastiest election to date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Outside of, outside of eighteen sixty one, okay. where literally like half the country seceded from the union. Yeah. But I mean nothing. God willing, will ever be that, that bad. bad. But the uh, you have, I think you saw a glimpse of it with that New Mex that yeah. New Mexico um, County Commission mm-hmm. not certifying the primary results, right? And I th- this has been a push across the entire nation, and Steve Bannon is very open about this: is putting supporters in positions at the local level. Yes who can stall election certifications, who can basically do what Mike Pence refused to do on the national scale, but do it within their own precincts. Yeah, that's disgusting. Do it within their own counties. At the local level, you may not be able to get high-profile people to lie and decertify elections, like like Brad Rathensberger. Right. But you can get... If you get... 100 precinct committee officers mm-hmm. who certify their elections to say, well, you know what? There were some irregularities in our little podunk precinct in nowhere, Arizona, mm-hmm. and installs the whole certification of Arizona. Right. And that gets dragged through a court. Yeah. Then you might be able to get what you... It's a sl- uh, Joe Walsh from the Lincoln Project yeah. coined what's going on perfectly. He said it's a slow, it's a slow moving coup. Like yeah. we don't, we're not going to see the the burning of the of the Reichstag like in Germany when Hitler took power, which was in a big one night just push. Yes, right. It's our democracy is too established. There's too much institutional from the bottom up. There's too much institution. There's too much institutional um, too much dis- protections and dis- dispersion of power. Yeah, but so you have to erode it. Over time, and it starts at the and it starts at the local level. Yeah, and the smart people behind Trump have identified that a long time ago. Yeah, so it's important that you elect sound. It's important that you vote in local elections. Absolutely, because those people have so much more power than you think that they do, and yeah. they have so much more. Um, they just have they have so much more. Um influence on your day-to-day yeah, life yeah so. absolutely it's certifying elections yeah. everything mm-hmm. um one last thing uh the committee hearing is today at uh 1 p.m eastern standard time so 10 a.m um, our time yeah so if you haven't if you've missed it you're listening to this late um it's all over youtube and you can re-watch the whole thing that's what i've been doing is mm-hmm. um listening in one ear almost like a podcast and then when there's visuals kind of pulling it up and watching it on my breaks and stuff so um it's important and you're going you know trump like uh what was that senator's name uh cheney 
Like mm-hmm. she said, like Trump's going to be gone one day, but you know we're st- we're still going to deal with the repercussions of the of the foundations that his people and what and these power grabbers are building. And it might be after we're dead, but w- we want to leave that. Like, what does that look like? So I don't know. Again, vote and stay informed and go watch the hearings and stay tuned. Uh, Make memes. Make it hilarious. Make it trend because that's what works, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I speak tonight for the dignity of man and the destiny of democracy. May the turbulence of our age yield to the true time of peace when men and nations shall share a life that honors the dignity of each, the brotherhood of all. I see a world of open borders, open trade, and most importantly, open mind. Open mind.